Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, March 29th, 2021. Today we're reading in the big book. We're in Chapter 4, and we're on page 47, the second paragraph. We needed to ask ourselves. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service for the month of March, for the 12 steps, Lindsay W., for the 12 traditions, Nancy C., and reading the text are Crystal P., Marge O., and Becca R. is our backup. The reference number for Sunday, March 28, 2021, is 16,662. That's 16662. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is the fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lindsay W. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Lindsay W. I'm a compulsive overeater from Houston, Texas. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for the opportunity to give service this month, and I pass. Thank you, Lindsay W. Okay, I will now ask Nancy C. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everybody. Nancy C., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Ann Arbor, Michigan. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate 
authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other, o, other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finding the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of, of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these principles, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service this month, and I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Nancy C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone accepts excuse me, the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. On page 47, the second paragraph, we needed to ask ourselves. And I will ask Crystal P to begin reading. Good morning. We needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe, that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. Good morning. Uh, this is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. When I first uh, came into the program, I really I thought that step two was kind of a point-in-time thing where I, you know, I, I just um, acknowledge that there are things that are more powerful than me, and then I just move on with the rest of the program. And that wasn't hard for me in the beginning because really once I saw how completely weak and useless I was when it came to this disease, like the fact that I couldn't make a reasonable decision and stick to it, pretty much anything was more powerful than me, like my sponsor, my family, my the group, the big book, literally anything was more powerful than me. So that wasn't hard to come to. But what I've discovered is 
you know, as I began working these steps, I started from a very, very simple place. You know, really, like when I think about it, my first year, who are, who is, who are the gods I came in to program with or, or the powers that were greater than me? You know, I, I trusted and relied on my, on my group. I trusted and relied on my sponsor. And I trusted and relied on a God that, that I believed in for many years. And, and that God actually was, the God I believed in was, was actually very mean. And still, still I was able to recover, even just starting from there, because I was willing to just start somewhere. But as I live in program, I realized that, um, or as I live in recovery, I realized that I take step two every single day. Every day I realize even more deeply how much my insanity runs within me. I get a little bit more of a taste of sanity and I want more of it. And I, and I start to believe even more and more in how much greater God is than me or even than the idea that I had of God. You know, because as I live in program, life gets bigger and bigger and more scary. And I get to experience without food the full effects of unadulterated alcoholism in my head. And that is, that's not bearable, you know. So um, at that point, I have to be willing to grow a little bit more and see God a little bit more differently because there are parts in my head and in my heart that other people can't get to, you know, and, and only only a God that is greater than all of them can get to that part in me. But as long as I start somewhere, every day God comes and gets me. God reminds me. God teaches me. God shows me how much bigger he is than all of the things I thought he was yesterday. You know, and I'm so grateful that even with all my completely inadequate conception, every day I get to grow a little bit closer to this God. If I'm just willing to accept that maybe the way I thought of him yesterday is not the right way or is not fully who he is. And maybe today he'll show me something new. And so I, I realized that I get to live in step two for the rest of my life. Every day I get to discover this God all over again. And every day he removes my insanity and gives me sanity in its place. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Okay. Thank you so much, Crystal P. And um, so now, although we value your experience, experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on the second paragraph on page 47? Katie G. G. from Boston. This is Charles H. Pamela P. Pamela P. Okay. Okay, let me tell you who I heard. Um, I heard Katie G. Harlan G. Charles H. Pamela I'm sorry, I, I didn't get your initial, Pamela. Who else would like to share? Davalyn E. Davalyn E. Can take a couple more. Donna S. Donna S. Okay, well, let's go with this lineup. Katie G., Harlan G., Charles H., Pamela, Davlin E., and Donna S. Go ahead, please, Katie. Hi, Katie. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is Katie G. You know, for me, um, I think step two has nothing to do with me creating God. Um, you know, it's, it's saying, do I now believe or am I willing to believe 
that there's a power bigger than him. And in the beginning of my program of recovery, I thought I had to create God. I was writing want ads for God, and I made this big mishigosh around, oh, does God exist? Does God not exist? Da, 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 da. And what a wonderfully effective spiritual structure, which is a foundation for everything else. What this structure is, is, you know, a lot of people say they're having a step two issue. I'm not. If I'm having any problem with step two, it's because I have power, I have choice, and I have control with the food, right? Because for my whole life, what have I made a power greater than me? My body weight, the food, your opinion of me, alcohol, drugs, everything, right? So I have worshipped at the altar. Whether or not I want to admit it, there's been a power greater than me, you know? And, and all I have to do is look at the darkness of step one. I have no power, no choice, no control, allergy of the body, obsession of the mind, never going to be a pick. A pick or cucumber, whichever it is, never going to change and be able to eat my alcoholic foods, never going to be able to manage my life. And hey, you know what? Something else besides Katie is running this universe. Because look at the ocean and look at the stars. And what I love about agnostics is that it meets us where we are. You know, I can get so legalistic. Like one of my favorite lines that I missed last week that we talked about was, God does not make too harsh terms with those who honestly seek, okay? Like finding God is not a big deal. I don't have to create God. And, and as so many of my fellows have reminded me, if God were big enough for me to understand, then he's not going to be big enough to get me through today. I don't, I don't need to understand God. I'm just one person on this bus with the scenery changing, and I don't want to go anywhere. God doesn't need me to create him. But the whole point of the steps is to develop a relationship with God. So if I just get out of my way, if I get my ego out of my way and say, I ain't got no power, no choice, no control, then absolutely, there has to be something bigger than me. Go. Go. Like, I, there's no um, analyzing it or um, rewriting God or rewriting the book. Like, all of it is right here. And the most beautiful thing is the steps and God meet me where I am. They meet me where I am, so all I have to say is I, I can't do it. I can't do it. There's something else. I don't care what it looks like or what gender it is or whatever. I don't have to figure it out, and I'm just going to keep going because when I manage my life, it's awful, and I'm just so grateful to know that the one problem I have are the things I, I think I know, right? The things I know are the problem, not the things I don't know, and I'm just grateful to, to trudge with all of you for another day, and with that, I do pass. Thank you, Katie G. Okay, Harlan G., it's your turn, followed by Charles H. Thank you very much, Katie. Thank you for your service. I'm reminded of page 12 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in Bill's story. In the middle of the page, toward the bottom, it says, it was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Nothing more was required of me to make my beginning. Now I'm looking at page 47, which is where we are today. And this is the guts of step two. This is the blood and guts of step two. Do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe, that there is a power greater than myself? And one of the things that I see people struggling with, and one of the things that I struggled with, is how do I divorce myself from a God that never worked for me, that was never there for me, seemingly was never there for me, even though I had survived. 
even though I had survived an onslaught of this disease, even though I was still pointed in the direction of recovery and I had a big book in my hand and the fellowship all around me, I had to redefine that, God. And there's two things I need to know about God, and only two. And there are philosophers, and there are authors, and there are clergy people, and there are lay people, and there are people of every denomination, every religion that are going to philosophize today about what God is and what God is not. There are two things I need to know about God. There is one, and it's not me. And based on that beginning that there is one and it's not me, now I'm ready to do business. And in those moments where I'm not sure how to find God, I do know what to do. I take action. And what action do I take? I seek out my fellow suffering compulsive overeater, and I am of service wherever two or more are gathered. And so if I can serve one of God's suffering children, it brings me closer to God and moves me further away from a Kit Kat bar. And that's how I make a beginning, is to seek out some other person that's suffering and give with no expectation of a return and no expectation of results. And that's where it starts. Yes, I pray. Yes, I meditate. Yes, I believe in God. Yes, my... My relationship with God is richer and deeper and more meaningful all the time because I constantly work at it. But the basic bare beginning is to seek out another person. And in finding that other person, I can hear the voice of God and I can feel his presence in my life. And that's how my journey begins. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Katie, for your service. Thank you, Harlan. Okay, Charles H., you're up, followed by Pamela. Hey, Katie, this is Charles H. Uh, from Chicago. I'm going to keep it official. I thought that morning. was you, you silly yeah, goose. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to be Charles this morning. You know, I, I think we have a, a tendency to overcomplicate step two. Um, we, we make it uh, real complex and real intricate. And, and we, often, we, we beat the living crap out of ourselves just because we entertain some doubt. And uh, having doubt is part of being human. You know, and, and here's the difficult thing. For many of us, we, you know, we arrive here, we feel damaged and, and defective and bad sometimes. And, and some of us have felt uh, stupid their entire lives. They never fit into their, their group or, the, of their, or their families. And others, others come here, they feel invisible and can hardly even speak. They don't have their voice. And some could, you know, barely acknowledge their own feelings. And, and most of us learn somewhere along the way to second guess our decisions, right? So we arrive here kind of immobilized <clears throat> to the point of not being able to take any action at all. And now, you know, we, you're confronted with this question of coming to believe that a higher power can restore you to sanity. And, uh, and that's really difficult, you know, and, and there's an old saying that there's no atheists on the battlefield. <clears throat> I'm not so sure, but I'm sure there are many doubters in the pews of, you know, Sunday services, though, you know, a lot won't admit it. See, this isn't about organized religion, right? The question I'm asked to consider in step two is merely asking me if I'm open to a life force, some sort of divine spirit that pervades 
nature pervades humanity. And if I can say yes to that possibility, uh, guess what? I'm done with step two. No one's asking me to giggle and float on over to, on a beautiful cloud over to step three with a big smile on my face like I'm in love for the first time. No one asked me to do that. And sometimes the best we can do is crawl our way over to step three with a big bag of, of uncertainty and fear. And that's just fine. That's okay. Because my God is big enough and merciful enough to work with my doubt. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Larry Kay from Chicago. Okay, now we have Pamela followed by Dabalyn E. Hi, um, this is Pamela P. from New York. Um, God bless everyone on this line. Wow, so I've just been here for a while and visiting for you. And when I listen, when I read the passing, I know that God is real. Because Edie, before I came to program, which been since the 90s, he always been there for me. And like, I always, I feel his presence. Either when I was in the world of the adult industry or doing crazy things, he always was there. He just accepted me for me until I decide to be a better person. And with the disease, it was hard. It almost, I felt like this is like God got more important thing to do than help me not to eat a pound of cake or something. And then I realized that God won't be in every part of my life, in every part, either what I eat and when I'm going to eat. And the pound, the number on the scale can't be my God. And sometimes I do struggle. And I found an amazing sponsor on the vision for you. And she kind of found me. And I've been going through this step. And I realized that I'm going to focus on God between each meal. It can't be a meal, part one, part two. It got to be like three meals and that it, maybe a snack. And the rest, it focus on God. And everything will come where it's supposed to come. It maybe not going to come on a time that I want it to come. But it on God time. And God time is the right time. Um, so that's what I want to say. I love your God. Vision for you have been a blessing this year. Just join your being here. And my number is 917-392-7132. Please call. God bless you all. I pass. Thank you, Pamela P. And Davlin E., um, it's your turn, followed by Donna F. Good morning. This is Davlin E., living gratefully and fearfully and joyfully in recovery in Winnipeg, Canada. I'm so glad I tuned into the meeting this morning because as I begin my fourth step, get into my fourth step, I am really afraid as I shine the light of reality with a lot of help from my sponsor on my ineffective behaviors, all the things I've done wrong, that nobody will ever love me again, that I'm so awful. And I want to run away so badly 
I don't want everyone to see all my warts. I don't want me to see all my warts. But there's that little seed of trust in this power greater than me that has been reinforced by all of you sharing your experiences on this line and the miracles that have occurred in the past couple of months that keeps me going through this process and especially as another member referred to a few minutes ago, I can never ever face returning to the misery of living in that bondage of self in that everything in the world is about me and the misery of the food. But the bondage of self is what will keep me here. And that seed of power that keeps on reassuring me every day when I ask that I'll be all right, that I'll always be loved. This is a really scary thing for me, so I thank you all for being there. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Devlin E. And then we'll have Donna S. And then we'll open it up for more shares. And we're just a reminder, we're on page 47, the second paragraph. And also just a reminder, we don't give out our phone numbers um, during the recorded portion of the meeting. So go ahead, please, Donna S. Hi, I'm Donna S. in Boca Raton, Florida. And, um, well, I'm hearing so many great shares this morning already, but... um, on this step, on step two, it took me a while. I always believed in a higher power, but and I always felt like I was willing, but it took a long time for me to um, to put my higher power into my health, my food plan, and then you know, and into working with others and and all that. But I kept praying for that willingness. I kept praying because I did believe. I always had hope that um, my higher power was going to help me. And I never left, never left the rooms, even though it took me a long time to, um, to, to be where I am today. And it's, and it's a daily reprieve. I have to um, meet up with my higher power every day. I have to meet up with God every day. If I don't meet up with God every day, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to be in trouble with my food. I'm going to be in trouble with, with everything. And then I'm learning that um, I have to share my experiences. So I have to, whatever I didn't want to do in the past when, in over the years that I didn't want to do, I do now. I take direct, I listen to direction. And that direction, I believe, is coming from God. So I, you know, I, I try to have the best relationship I have with God, but I know that it has to get stronger all the time. I have to get closer to that um, closer to God as much as I can and it does evolve because I was that little girl um, at my church praying but that's I don't have that same same um, conception of a higher power that I have today and also I just I believe even in with step two but this is just me that this whole program was made to to get us too closer to a higher power, to get us through whatever we're going through. And, you know, my most difficulty was always with, um, with uh, my um, treating myself not right, Help, not giving my, treating myself not with healthy behavior. And I'm learning how to do this. But I have to include, my, I have to have the presence of God. 
because if I don't, I'm going to go back in the food and I'm going to be, you know, out there all crazy, you know. I mean, it looked good on the outside. Everything might look good. I might have this or that or do this, but the insides are hurting when I don't include um, my higher power, who I call God. I always need to have that spiritual growth. If I'm not spiritually growing, I'm dying, and that's all I have to share. Thank you so much, Donna. Okay, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who else would like like to share um, from page 47, the second paragraph? Press star one to unmute. Linda D. Linda D. Steve V. Steve V. Melissa P. Melissa P. And then I heard someone R, but I didn't get it. Pam R. Pam R. Royce and B. Royce and D. B. Uh-huh. And B. Okay. Shelly C.R. Shelly C.R. Okay, uh, we can take a couple more if anybody wants to throw their name out there. Okay, let's stop there. Linda D, Steve V, Melissa P, Pam R, Roy Sand B, Shelly C R. Go ahead, please, Linda D. Good morning, everybody. Okay, there you are. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D from Connecticut. I'm um puzzled i um i heard something someone said today i love you god a new person and it brought um tears to me because i do love god and that's amazing to me because i know a little bit of god and i was an atheist i didn't want to be but i was one of the most wonderful things that's happened is that um, my pride, I don't even know if it was pride, it was self-hatred, leveled me. And I came into this program broken like a stick in many pieces with no knowledge of how to live life. So terror is, in my opinion, a great asset. And it feels awful. It's amazing to me that every day I have a choice, someone else said it, to grow a little bit more in my relationship with God because if I try to be a smart ass and figure stuff out, I'm I'm going to end up in pain. It I it just self-confidence isn't uh, all it's cracked up to be. All I know is God is real. God is within me and within everything and everyone. And God is love. Who would have guessed that? Or even that it was real. But it or he or she is real. Really real. So go for your fifth step, honey. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. Okay, now we'll have Steve V followed by Melissa P.
Steve V star one to unmute. Thank you. Um, this is Steve V from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, thank you everybody for sharing. Thank you, Katie, for your service. I'm nervous as, as all get out, so I just want to put that out there. Um, but this is an amazing uh, paragraph. It's an amazing chapter. Um, uh, there's a lot of gent um, gentility, um, gentleness in this in this in this paragraph, and there's this. Um, I just every time I see this 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 chapter, and every time I see this paragraph, it feels like there's an open hand inviting me, um, inviting me in, and um, I needed an invitation. Um, but first, I needed to uh, let go, and you know, it's taken me 30 years to get to the point where um, I could let go um, because I I wouldn't allow the God that saved me from alcohol to save me from my thinking about food. So, thank you for for everything that's happened so far. Thank you to a vision for you, and I'm so grateful to be here. And, and I'll pass. Thank you, Steve. Okay, Melissa P., you're up, followed by Pam R. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Melissa P., recovered compulsive overeater outside of Buffalo. Oh, this paragraph really, like, this is where I got hung up here a little while back because I was struggling because I wasn't willing. I wasn't willing. There were still pieces and parts of me that thought I could handle certain aspects of my life. And, you know, as much as I wanted to be in a different place in my recovery, you know, watching my fellows progress and bloom spiritually, I know that I'm on the path that I'm supposed to be, right? Like I needed that hiccup to really kind of reset my course. Um, you know, and so when I read this, it just talks about are you willing, and that's that's where I got screwed up, right? Like one of my thousand defects, everything has to be perfect, and I want the bright, shiny star on my paper, it, and I thought that I had to have it all figured out, <laughs> and uh, what I realized and what I've been taught is that I just need to continue to seek, right, and that I'm, I'm never really going to arrive. It's just about the journey and continuing to grow my conception of something, and what's what's beautiful about this paragraph to me is, I, you know, I'm such a visual, metaphorical person, but like, I think about everything in my life that's ever blocked me from from God, from happiness, right? That acceptance side of life that we're allowed to be happy, you know. And so, if I gather up all the food, all the all the times that I had to, you know, ruin situations and suck the life out of family events because I'm filled with so much fear and so much anger, all my rage, all my, like, childhood crap that was holding me back, you know, all my everything. Am I willing, right? I barricaded myself with all of this stuff for so long, right? There were all these reasons why it couldn't be me. I couldn't recover because of this or that. There was still so much painful stuff. Am I willing, to gather it all up, take it up to my chest where my heart is, and am I just willing to think that if I drop it, something else is going to pick it up? I don't need to know what it is. 
I don't need to know what it looks like or even if it has a form. I don't need to have it have a name. I don't need to have like a, a perfect way to get to it. I just needed to believe that if I tossed all of this pain up in the air, then something other than me was going to catch it. And I was going to stop getting punched in the face with my own fists and my own pain. You know, and um, I get emotional because I think about what my life is like now, and it's not perfect, but it's beautiful because it's mine. And I know that if I continue to seek and I continue every day to just Sounds say, all right, this is yours, oh, thank you, um, you know, that I'm just going to be able to keep going. And with that, I'll pass. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you, Melissa P. And now we'll have Pam R. Good morning. This is Pam R. from Texas. And um, this paragraph reminded me of why it is that I work recovery every single day. Because it starts out by talking about um, having the willingness. And then from the willingness, it grows into a wonderfully effective spiritual structure that's built and a structure is very large and it's substantial and it's and it's functional and uh, i found that you know on on mon last week of monday tuesday and, and wednesday i could certainly um believe and trust in my higher power and then suddenly on thursday you know, you've got a loved one in ICU, um, and, uh, you know, the neurologists are running, is there brain activity, and there's not, and then uh, taking them off life support. And what I found is, is that my life had become rocked, and so I just fell back into the habits of recovery that I had been practicing daily for months and months and months. And I felt like it was this drill sergeant, you know, walking up and down the line saying, hold the line, hold the line. And what I found was that I was hanging on to the edge of a black hole and that it felt like any moment it was going to suck me in. But, you know, it didn't. And it's because my brain just wrapped around a willingness to believe. And all of the recovery and the things that I hear on this line just kept flooding back. And um, I woke up and it was, it was a new morning. It wasn't easy. But it wasn't about me. It wasn't revolving around how I felt. And it was, how can I get in and stay in the stream of life and be service to other people? And so I thank so much for everybody being here and every day, everything that everybody says is important. And thank you for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Pam R. Okay, Royce Ann B., it's your turn, followed by Shelly C.R. Good morning, fellas. Um, this is Royce B. calling from New Orleans. Um, and I just, I guess I'm, I really like this paragraph because it's kind of what's happening with me right now. Um, 
I knew a punishing, harsh God that would um, condemn me and I would go to hell and if I didn't conform. And for 50 years, um, that's all that I really knew of God. Um, and, and in the last year, um, with the help of my fellows, I have, have come to know an amazing, um, abundant, um, peaceful, wonderful, happy um, God that's always there for me when I struggle. I, I ask him to come into my heart and come into my room or come into my office or come in into the kitchen or wherever I am, and he's there. And I, he was there the last 50 years. I just wasn't accessing him properly. So I, I just wanted to express my gratitude for all of you and for the program and, and for this wonderful life that I'm having because I know I have come to know this spirit that um, that kind of is always there just just if you access him. So um, anyway, have a great week, guys. Um, thanks. Thank you so much, Royce. And now we'll have Shelly CR, and then we'll have time for three or four more. So go ahead, Shelly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your service. And good morning, everyone. Um, this is Shelly CR, a uh, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in northern Minnesota. And um, this paragraph just so struck me uh, because it takes me back to when I first came into program and that I did not believe in a higher power. I definitely did not believe in God as that higher power. Um, and the word God itself, like, made the hair stand up on the back of my neck and um, made, like, and I had uncomfortable feelings internally whenever I would hear that. And, um, you know, my sponsor just reiterated over and over to me what it, exactly what it says here. Like, if I am, was willing to believe in a power greater than myself, willing to believe, not that I did believe, but that I was willing to believe. And she assured me that I was on my way, that that was all that I needed. And I, and I remember being like, well, but, but, but what about this? And what about but, 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 this and that and the other? And, and she just consistently brought it back to me about that willingness to believe. And then, and then acting as if, as if that were true. And it doesn't say here willing to believe in God. It says willing to believe in a power greater than myself. And that's what I was willing to do. And my higher power is not named God, and that's okay. And my higher power doesn't have a name because my higher power is not a person. <laughs> um, and and But this process, like this book and working with my sponsors brings me through this process to have a spiritual awakening, many spiritual experiences that continue to happen. And it's, as it says here, it's the simple cornerstone for that spiritual structure to be built. And this, I have experienced it. It is amazing. I never would have believed it in a million years. Um, and, and it's happened. And I, you know, step 12 talks about having had a spiritual awakening. You know, that's what this that's what this process brings us to. And then I need to continue to work on my spiritual fitness on a daily basis. And that's what keeps me here, coming to meetings, connecting with others within the fellowship, working my program. I find that peace and serenity and that connection with my higher power. 
and I'm just so, so grateful. The world and my life is has taken on things that I never, um, ever would have guessed, and it, it's, it just never ceases to amaze me. Um, and with that, I will pass. Thank you, Shelley CR. And so we still have time for four more or so more people to share on the um, second paragraph on page 47. And although we value experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day. So who would like to share? Who would like to share? Jen A. Rebecca A. Okay, I heard Jen A and Rebecca A. And I'm hearing a big echo. Okay. Who else? Monica K. Monica P. Hey. T is in Tom. Okay, we'll get that right when she gets back on. Okay, who anyone else? We can take one or two more. Julie N. Okay, Julie N. Okay, great. Okay, so Jen A, please get started, followed by Rebecca A, then Monica T or P, and Julie N. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking the meeting today, Katie. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Um, a conclusion in my mind. Um, that's that's the step, right? I'm coming to believe that there is something bigger that's gonna be that's gonna restore me to to sanity, um, and it's foundational. Um, it's absolutely necessary. And you know, my experience um, with this step, um, I didn't find it in a meeting. Um, I didn't find it in my journal or on paper. Um, I found it out of desperation. Um, you know, my girlfriend here in Colorado says every beautiful bite counts, and that was my experience. As I sat in the back alleyway with the wrappers and the boxes in the passenger seat of my car, and the toothbrush in my hand and outside the door was loads of vomit because I had just binged at six convenience stores. That's where I found myself desperate enough to say, I'm out of ideas, I'm done, and this isn't working for me. And I had been sitting in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous and I heard what you people said and I thought that I was doing what I needed to do. But see, I was overcomplicating and making everything so complex. That's what I do as a compulsive overeater. And it doesn't have to be that complex. You know, when I sat there, I just knew I am powerless over the food. My life has become unmanageable. And I have to believe that there is something greater than myself that's going to restore me to sanity. Um, I didn't even know what sane looked like. But what I did know was when that light shone down through that windshield, all I could say to myself was, help me, God. And I was asking and asking for help right? Because I knew that I could no longer do it anymore. And that's what I love about this paragraph. Um, you know, I couldn't make myself believe. I couldn't become more willing to believe by sitting in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. But the food and this disease made me believe that I am truly a compulsive overeater and that I need something bigger than me. It's the capital P. Um, today, I know God a lot differently um, in program because it also says I came to believe. It's happening over a period of time that my connection with spirit and power becomes even bigger. And transcending the levels of consciousness for me today are miraculous. That's what's amazing about this program. I'm not doing any of it except for showing up. 
I know that God is all-powerful. I know that he's all-knowing. I know that he's everywhere present. Why? Because I look up in the sky after, after the rain, and the rainbow is in perfect order. That's how I know. So, you know, you don't have to know God to believe in God. You just have to be willing to say there is a God, and there better be a God, or the game's over for you, and you're screwed. I'm so glad that I surrendered right there with the wrappers and the food in that back alleyway. Um, the best, the best moments of my life have, have been in back alleyways, you know, on broken down vehicles on the side of the road and then on my knees in the bathroom. And I just hope and pray that God will continue to help me surrender my heart and my will and my life over to him in just that way every day. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Jen. Okay. Rebecca A, you're up, followed by Monica K, I think it is. Good morning, I'm Rebecca A from London in the UK. Really grateful to be here today and uh yeah, adore everybody's shares and yeah, so fantastic. I um yeah, I, I really relate to this and I relate to the idea of just kind of trying to make it bigger, more complicated than it needs to be. Um a dear fellow says, I'm the blossom. I think that's like uh it means you're just making a big deal out of things. And I was the same. I liked coming in this idea of having like a God day, you know, every day spending that time and step 11, right? Um, but like growing up, there was this game called Dream Date. And it had like, uh, you know, these kind of like hot, hunky guys and this kind of thing. And I think the God date turned into every day needs to be Dream Date. And um, it doesn't, because my higher power meets me where I am. And if I'm at, like, 5%, my higher power meets me at 5%. All I need to do is seek. I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be anything. And uh, just like what's been shared, like, uh, I don't have to understand it all either. I don't have to be, like, a master of theology or whatever. You know, all I need is a trickle. And with a trickle, I can change my life. Like a trickle of my higher powers kind of love changed my life, you know. So every day I just ask for a trickle, a little bit of unfolding. And uh, whether I get that and I feel, oh, my gosh, amazing. Or I sit with the quiet and I feel like, oh, I'm not that connected. I still get met where I am. You know, it doesn't have to be lightning bolts or anything like that which, you know, is incredible. And to me, it's grace, you know. Um, and with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, um, Rebecca. Now we'll have Monica K, followed by Julie M. Yes, Monica K. Hi. Um, The way I see today that um, there is a power greater than myself is that um, I relapsed yesterday after seven day, 17 days of abstinence. And, and I'm in the meeting right now sharing. So that's a part of me that still wants to live and do better and trust that it doesn't matter how many times I fail. It doesn't matter how many tears I cry. As long as they show up, there is a group of people that 
lead the life of peace and spirituality and, um, and growth and doesn't have to be perfect. And it's possible to all of us because that's what I hear from the book and from you all. And um, and I don't have to kill myself with the food or other behaviors. I'm also bulimic. So, um, so uh, I'm really grateful as painful as it is, it's just I'm grateful that um, the part of me or the God in me or the God that exists is just led me to these meetings and led me to open my mouth. Thank you. And I pass. Okay, thank you, Monica. Okay, Julie Ann, you'll be our last share today. Julie, star one. Hello, this is Julie N. I'm uh, a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Um, one of my favorite words for this year is curious. And I think I have to admit that I may have gotten a little bit too curious and wandered off the path a bit, um, although I've been in program for several years. And I found myself with so many questions about my higher power, just really grasping and grasping and um, not having much clarity. And I'm so grateful to all the members of uh, Vision that sustain the group and keep it going um, on a continual basis. And here today when I tuned in, the theme was higher power. I'm so grateful for all your shares and all the different things that you've said. So encouraging and the serendipitous nature of this topic for today's meeting in light of my questioning really does indicate um, the presence of a higher power in my life. Thank you, everyone. Well, thank you so much. Okay, we have less than a minute, um, unless someone has something burning desire to share for 30 seconds. I think we'll go ahead and close the meeting. Okay. Um, so thank you to everyone who shared and who has been on Team Monday for the month of March. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, March 29th, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 16,665. That's 16665. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Marge O. please read A Vision for You? Good morning. Thank you for your service and for this opportunity. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. 
See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.